1: You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co.
0: Hey, coffee drinkers. Are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up. Hey coffee drinkers, are you tired of the same old morning routine? Well, check out the Roaster's Choice subscription from kingscoastcoffee.com. The Roaster's Choice is an ever-changing fresh new take on coffee. It's a great way to try some of the most diverse and exotic offerings from around the coffee world. So head on over to kingscoastcoffee.com and shake up the way you wake up.
1: guys welcome into episode seven of coffee and shell the nhl 22 podcast i am cameron no sleeves halbert with my good friend Kesso paguni Kesso, we're gonna start it out like we always do
0: how's your weekend been my man uh dude it's been going great uh i've you know had some great streams this week and i'm always like amazed that uh just people the fact that people watch me play a video game sometimes uh, I'm always amazed by it. Uh, I love the people that stop in. Uh, I just can't thank everybody enough. And also, we're on episode seven. The fact that this made it like past three episodes, I think, is a miracle. So uh, all good on my end. How are you doing?
1: I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the downloads and views have been nice, guys. We appreciate uh, everyone listening to us rant and sometimes bitch about uh, the game. I'm in. Uh, I've been, dude. I've done. I've been better, man. I've been better. But I guess we can just talk about that as. We've got a long episode today, and we have our first debate, but we'll save that for a little bit because we do not see eye-to-eye, eye. it appears, on a hot-button topic in the community. <laughs> yeah, it so doesn't happen w- often. But it yeah. does not happen often. So let's start first, though, I think, with uh, the Fantasy Hockey event. I said this since basically, the, well, since the start of the season, Like it is my favorite event of the year. It is the one that ties in the real thing to Hut So every time someone scores a goal, their card goes up, and I love it. The only problem is it's for the Hut Rich, so you can't really uh, the whole community doesn't really get to take part, which is always the worst part about it. But if you are Hut Rich, this is a phenomenal event and uh, well we saw that you spent some coins, so explain <laughs> to us how you've been taking part.
0: Yeah, let's just say I went all in. Um you sure I did. Uh, I had about two or three million coins and I, I you know, I wanted to get involved in the event. Um you got there's involved. nothing else. I did, right? <laughs> there's nothing else to do with the coins I had. Um, so I bought up like six or seven Morgan Rileys at around two hundred seventy thousand each, and uh, I don't know if anybody saw. He probably got one of the luckiest goals of all time the other night, so he went up plus two overall. So his value went up a little bit, and um, I'm hoping he can continue to score. You know, and now uh, besides that, the investment I made in Morgan Riley, I bought a couple uh, McCanns as well, and I was surprised at how low he was. I he know you went into low. a deep dive right on mm-hmm. your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on McCann going into it before he scored?
1: Well, the, other the night? thing about the thing about like what you have to look for with this event, which I love, is A, you have to like you have to prognosticate and be realistic with it. And for the most part, EA does a pretty good job. Like they start out their players with roughly about twenty goals being scored in mind, if you go and look at their career averages. And the guys that score more, they start much less. But McCann was a very was a different one because obviously he benefited from playing on the Penguins' top line and, and, you know, all the great players he had. But even when he wasn't on the top line, like he now gets a ton of ice time with Seattle. And ice time, it just leads to opportunities. There's no way to look around that. So I, I thought that he is he is definitely an interesting one. I thought that Mangiapane was a really good one, and he's still been lighting it up. But the best one, though, in my opinion, was Duchesne. I thought that that was uh, – A pretty big slam dunk. So let's let's start with that. What did you think of the master sets in week one, Um, and then we'll talk about week two a little bit.
0: Um, You know what the master sets, the was the only one that really stood out to me. Obviously, you don't want a goalie, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever I first saw the Duchesne, I was thinking like, God, there's no way he's going to get to a 99. Like I've been, I've seen his numbers the last few years. He is a. I thought he was a shell of his former self clearly I was wrong. He's been scoring what seems like every single game, and he's already a 90 overall. So it seems like he's going to be a guaranteed 99. That's going to be a pretty good card in in a month or two. Already one of the best cards in the game.
1: That's what like, so like when it comes to this event, I get a lot of questions about like, hey, should I go after this card if I'm free to play or things like that? The one thing I will say, the, the giant value that you get from these cards is if they can go into your lineup and not like crater you. So like, I'm trying to think of an example. I think Petri is like, 82 skating. Like, you simply can't use that. He ne- So, basically, it's going to cost you a couple hundred thousand to get the card, and then you've got to wait to actually use him, which is the huge issue, which is why a lot of the player base can't really get in on this event because if you're going to spend, you know, 300,000 coins, you kind of need a player, you know? You can't really wait. So, there's a few, though, that are already good enough, basically. So, we can talk about the prospect one, that Moritz Cider card, for example. Uh, He did score, which was huge, but even before that, he was so big and had 85 speed that, like, that's basically what Victor Hedman is. You know, he's not 6'6", he's 6'4", but still, nonetheless, but Duchesne, he had 90, like, I think it was 92 speed already at 86 overall when he first got released, and I was like, okay, if everyone is going to lose their mind and spend 2 million coins to get X-Factor Connor McDavid, who's clearly a better card I didn't understand like the up in arms the community was for spending 800k, which is roughly the value to make him to get a basically 99 overall Duchesne. It, it's he had he has fallen off. Obviously, he is not the perennial like 25 30 goal scorer. But it wasn't like he didn't score. He just missed a lot of time. It seemed, and now this year, obviously, he had. I think he had five goals in 13 games before this past weekend when he had three in two games. Uh, and now, obviously, he's shot way up. But I think that card is just, it's good enough to use now, which is huge. Like, the majority of the player base, like, it made my team. Like, I yeah. made his master, and it made my team, which is, I think, still one of the best, if not the best, in the, in the the on the console. So now that he's up to 93 speed, and, and it looks like he's well on his way to a 99, I think it's a no-brainer. And I, I, the big thing I love about it is that I tweeted this out, man. It's just a middle-fingered EA because EA can't do anything about it. They love to, you know, not allow cards to get up and be overpower- powerful and there is nothing they can do about fantasy cards if someone goes off like james neal in nhl 20 there is nothing they can do and that's why i love it the most man
0: do you think i should make duchene this is like a straight up question for you for my just for me do you think so, i should make duchene
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up padre for a second because man Cause I don't he's know been if, asking me too <laughs> i don't know if there's someone who questions his hut decisions more than padre um but he's extremely careful with his coins so he asked quite a bit about it and I think for like, I mean, I'm using quotations, but like pro players, I'm going to call them GWC players. For people that have a shot to win a club finals for GWC, I don't think Duchesne is necessarily the best investment in your coins. Because even at 99, by the time GWC rolls around, there will be guys that are big that have the same stuff. And that, that's where the issue comes with progression hockey ultimate team is when the guys that are 6'3 and they have 95, 96 skating there's Mathieu who has 99 he's 5 foot 11 it's just not nearly as good now for the 99% of the 99.9% of the rest of the player base 100% because the amount of scoring that happens because you just straight line down the boards is really what a lot of players who aren't very good at the game do which is why I recommend to my player my my viewer base because I try to help out the players that are in the lower division that's just how you play because you don't see other plays and create stuff and go left and right you're really just scoring off the rush and those are the players that are so good off the rush now you like i don't know man like i think that you don't really dude it's so weird so we were talking about this before the thing started about gameplay this year and again we'll talk about that in a little bit you your your offense isn't holding people off the puck it's literally just passing it away so like, I don't even know if that would be beneficial. I think that the biggest thing for you is just someone who has a really high passer rating. <laughs> like, yeah. I, think, uh, I mean, you know so I, mean? I
0: guess his, his passing may be 99. I don't know. Uh, so and by my, the time, at the end of the game, yeah, it might be. My hesitancy on the Duchesne thing was the fact that it's like, I don't know the full value. Maybe like 800K. It's and about like about trade. Okay, 800K, right? Um and then I, you
1: work back. With any untradables, you just subtract the cost. So it depends. Yeah. that depends on how many untradables you have. But go ahead. Yeah,
0: so I was thinking, like, most the most likely scenario is that he's going to be somebody that would be on my third line um, yep. in the March-April time frame. Mm-hmm. And if I just hold off and not make him, that 800 k value, roughly, um, I could probably get two, like, 94, 95 overall players, right? Like, four months probably. from now, like, thinking long term, you know? So that's why I was kind of holding off, and I knew, like, I'd probably have Matthews and McDavid or something, or, you know, one of those combos of the elite players on my first two lines in the in that right-wing spot. So that's why I was holding off and not making him right now.
1: I think that the amount that he scored recently, now it's like, because here's the thing, guys. For anyone listening to this, and maybe you haven't taken part in the fantasy event before, when you can no longer make cards, their value shoots up, but these ones specifically will go through the roof. Because... Mm-hmm they aren't locked into what they are. So throughout the year so far, they've done a great job because past events, they've allowed you, like right now we could go back and make Yarmir Yager, but he's broken, so you don't, but you could go back to a past event and make it, right? Yeah. The fantasy event they've already stated, you cannot do that for obvious reasons. You could just wait until they were maxed before you, before you made them. So I have a feeling that people that do not like, I'm telling players that, you know, even if they're free to play and they have to sell everything, and I'm not saying to sell your x Factors or like that, but I would do everything in your power to make Duchesne before he is out because he could play at center. He's got a high enough face rating, even though that's not really important. But, for, you know, for the lower divisions, I think it is. And the speed that he has is endgame, and his shot will be, once he scores a little bit more, he only score a few more times, it'll be 99 everything. So I think that everyone that does not make him now will regret it. And, uh, you know, I think that that's just how it is. It's a lot like people that didn't take Matthews in that starter pack. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just you, – you will never be able to buy him. If you do not, you know, that's the thing I should say. If you're free to play or even if you spend you spend 150 bucks and you, you, know, you don't have that great of a team but you spend some money, if you do not make Duchesne now, you will never get him. That is what you need to just get on board because after the event's done, he's – all of them will probably be well over a million especially yeah. Duchesne because I, I think
0: Duchesne's what, like 900 K right now or something. Yeah. I he's could at 93 see three speed and his next yeah. goal,
1: he should jump to 94 cause he didn't jump on one of them. So, cause he only goes up by five,
0: with him being out of the packs, I could see him shooting up to that, like cross or uh, Lemieux and Gretzky like price range yep. Yep. Um, after a couple weeks. So yep. I agree there.
1: And then I guess we should talk about the week two guys. Oh, actually. So Morgan Riley, for example, guys, that's what I'm surprised. He was under 300 K because he had 88 speed before he scored a goal. And every time a defenseman scores, because they go up by plus two, speed only goes up by plus one, right? So, But it's guaranteed plus one. So another goal, and Riley's got a 90 overall skating, and there's not a lot of defensemen that have that. And he's decent size. He's going to have a good shot.
0: Keep talking him up, man. Keep talking him up. I, pump, I, pump the stock.
1: I, I was stunned that he was under 300K. But, like, that's another decent one because, again, you could use him in your lineup now. Uh, but in terms of, like, week two, guys, so we got another – we got week two – um, in, in terms of week one, I would not make Elias Sorokin because even if he is ninety nine, he's six foot two. And honestly, the Robin Leonard is a much better card to go out and grab if you wanted a goaltender, but I wouldn't. Um, and then you also had Neil Pionk, who I got a lot of questions about him as well. He his max or his his career high is six goals. He's got two already, I believe. So it could be another month and a half before he scores again. But the worst part is that even let's say he gets a ninety nine, he's only five foot eleven.
0: And I, was his speed that high
1: it was 90 because he has buzzing okay. so i think it's at 91 now um but you could go out and get x-factor McCar or something like that like there's no need to spend 900k on him in my opinion yeah, i agree um, there too. whereas duchene at 5 foot 11 as a winger is a lot more winger is a lot less important on defense and he plays this the one position where you just beeline down the boards um, and then Week 2, though, however, let's talk about Week 2. So we got Jonas Burdine, who I thought might be the one that I would take in Week 2 because he's six foot one. he scored a couple goals, but his speed is still kind of low. I think it's like 85, 86. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't a huge fan of that, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I would make him because, again, defensemen is so hard. They could go months without scoring, so it makes it awfully tough. And then we had Sebastian Ajo, where I— Why? I, I, I Man, like— content this year we said this a couple times at least i have man it is just not hits it is just felt like the card art's amazing on every event and even the events are pretty cool like the rivals thing was kind of cool but it it just does not seem like awesome like even let's take the masters for this fantasy event obviously you can't choose all big guns uh because it you know if they gave you know like austin matthews a fantasy event card he'd have to start at like 68 overall so like i just wait did they
0: uh, one question on that didn't they give a vetchkin a fantasy card like a couple years ago or am i misremembering i I thought there was like a big guy like a big goal scorer that had a fantasy card that started really well
1: i think there was i really can't remember because last year was so weird Mm -hmm. so i I can't remember i just remember nhl 20 like brady kachuk was the fantasy card the master i remember making that and it's in my mount rushmore favorite cards i couldn't use it for a month because he didn't score in, like, the first six weeks of the season, and he was stuck at, like, 82, and then he kind of went off a little bit, and he ended up being 99, he was six foot three, and he was, like, my favorite card, I've, one of my favorite cards I've ever used. But,
0: yeah, sorry to derail you back no, on no, the no. Uh, Aho so, and content thing.
1: Yeah, like, why why have, a f- like, an X factor that has it? So, guys, how it's going to work is, let me ask you this, because you're pretty well-versed with the market this year, and you're pretty good at predicting, or at least you're, you have a major interest in it. What is your thought on how Ajo is going to go now? Because he's 75 right now. He's got five goals. He started at 70 overall. He's obviously a goal scorer, so that makes sense. But let's say he scores 10 goals in the next six weeks, okay? And he gets Mm -hmm. up to 85, which is where he's at right now with his X-Factor. Once his fantasy card hits his X-Factor level, every goal unlocks a new tier. Yeah. So, like... Would you invest the hundreds of thousands of coins to get his X Factor or his, his fantasy card, or would you get his X Factor and then pay for each one?
0: I don't know. It would, it would have to depend on if if you think the cost would offset it. So what's the master Set Aho go for right now?
1: It, it's going to be like seven okay, seven hundred k roughly. Okay, seven hundred k. And
0: I'm assuming his his X Factor card is probably like one hundred to one fifty. It's not a lot, yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of the cheaper ones, and then especially yeah. before that he was announced, it was probably you know one of the. I think it was like one hundred and one. I think it was like one hundred and one. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think I wouldn't get his X-Factor card. If you're a big Aho fan, get the Master Set because you're going to pay more than 750,000 coins long-term to get his X-Factor up to the highest tier. So his X-Factor, in my opinion, just becomes useless and worthless now that there's a fantasy card, assuming that he will get to a 99 through goal scoring this year.
1: Here's the issue is that all of these cards look like they will hit 99 eventually or have a good shot too. The problem is if they get hurt.
0: Yes. Which yes. is scary. And that's a, bit, and that's another, a big risk in hockey, too.
1: And I love that about this event. Like, you could... If you shoot your shot, that's what... I just think I would avoid Aho in general. Mm-hmm. I think I just... It's because his fan... Like, his X-Factor card is, like, whatever. It's not... It doesn't have God-tier stuff on it, and he's not like he's huge or anything like that or an elite skater. Elite in the video game, anyways. So I don't know, because if you get his X-Factor card and he doesn't... And he doesn't... He gets hurt, like,
0: then you're... Do you think EA would let you fail though? And I ask that because we had two instances the past couple years. Um, obviously, there was a really sad the Kovalchuk. One where the the one player had cancer. Uh, oh, and obviously, uh, Oscar yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, it's a very unfortunate, you know, extreme circumstances, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but then we had the Kovalchuk one where he like what went to the KHL for yeah. a year or something. Whatever he got happened sent
1: down or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I think if there was like a crazy occurrence with a master set player like Aho. I, I'm pretty sure that they would allow you to trade trade it in for, God, you know, dude. probably a similar type player. Do you think so?
1: I just have no faith in them doing the right thing.
0: Hey, you know what? They got burned by Maybe they <laughs> I love it, bro. They'll, they'll I, trade like, it I in and, it. and you get a Zadino Chara uh, fantasy player that starts at a 70, you know? That would be, dude,
1: I would love it. Maybe like, yeah, like, I love Duchesne doing that. And for the most part, it's not like they don't want that to happen. But for it to be a master item that everyone can make... They don't want that. Like, it would be much better for them if what happened with James Neal. So in the year that I was talking about with Brady Kachuk, where you made Brady Kachuk or Kovalchuk, um, they were the master items. You go only make those two. The rest were all just, like, Morgan Riley or Phil Kessel, all that. And, you know, there was obviously much less of them. And they were less obtainable because you, had to, you could only pack them or buy them in the auction house. And if it happened, it had James Neal it happened, where it was like, okay, there's so few people had James Neal. And, like, that was just cool. But mm-hmm. everyone can make Duchesne. Like they don't. I guarantee you, they don't want that. Like
0: no, I don't, don't think so either. And I, I kind of miss the unicorn aspect of of some mm-hmm. of the 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 fantasy um, set from two years ago. Yeah. And I don't know if uh, a lot of people remember, but there were certain days where um, a fantasy card would only be available for twenty four hours. Yeah. Um. So there was a Jordan Stahl card, I think, that shot up, and he, you know, however many goals he got, he was like a ninety six or ninety seven overall, mm-hmm. impossible to find um it's not that i enjoy certain things being not accessible for players but more cards but maybe some of those more unicorn type you know cards that are just super rare that you don't see
1: i lo- that's why i love having mario and gretzky to be honest with you you know like, they're awesome <laughs> yeah, but like it's just nice, a cool right? flight it's just, yeah oh yeah. yeah must be nice you have three three million more <laughs> right? like, like you're like you're struggling for the hot coins huh yep all right, so... Uh, oh, and then I guess we should touch on Kairu as well real quick. Cairo we should is touch lit- on
0: Kairu, and then let's transition to more of the, the fantasy stuff because I think we we love it, right? We do. So we do. what do you think of Kairu?
1: All right, so he's the right-handed Duchesne. The only thing is, like, he's exactly the same size and will hit 99 skating relatively fast. The only thing with him is that he can't play center. Like, I've, I've spoken about this numerous times this year is so that face-off rating does not need merely as much as what everyone thought it was. Um for, like, the last two decades, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh But his, like, 60, where it's, that's a little, like, too, and mm-hmm. not to mention he's smaller, 5'11". Duchesne's still only 5'11", but you could put him at center and still be all right. So, like, that's the one thing. And there is a lot more competition at the high end for right-wingers, or right-handed wingers, than there is lefties. So, like, you've already got Pasta, Panarin, uh, Ovechkin already, McKinnon. Like, it's very difficult for Cairo. There's a, there's a strong possibility that people that can afford Cairo you've got one of them or two of isn't them isn't it
0: interesting that i because like i don't know the exact statistics right but i know in the nhl there's just more left-handed players
1: there is yeah but
0: but whenever it comes to this game it's yeah. like the right-handed shots always dominate at those like top tiers like there's like three or four options like every year where it's like you on know the- you know you're gonna have a Vechkin on your yep. top line you know Le-
1: left defense there's like nobody like it's mm-hmm. so weird you're right like it, it. it's very very odd and then yeah like and then yeah, Kairu I, I do think is okay, but I would much rather have Duchesne. Like, it's for the ultimate hot rich to go get Kairu and Duchesne. But I think that everyone that plays this game regularly should get Duchesne. I don't think you—even if he got hurt and was done the rest of the year, what he is right now is fine. Like, you could still use him on your fourth line for the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, I think his floor right worst worst case scenario, he'll probably end up in 94, 95 at the absolute worst. You That's know if
1: he scores like three more goals. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then gets hurt in a month or yep. something. So I, I agree with you there. For ninety nine percent of the player base, make Duchesne.
1: Yeah. So what else did you want to talk about in terms of things? Yeah,
0: like so though? like so as we've said, right, I love this event um I didn't like it as much the prior years just cuz I wasn't as into hut as I've yep. been like probably the last you know year I guess since I switched over to the content side yep. but um I don't watch a lot of hockey anymore in real life um yep. just between a lot of things I don't have the time but like I find myself like I spent 2 million coins on Morgan Riley I checked the score of the Leafs mm-hmm. game like oh did Morgan Riley score yep. it is amazing that uh, you know they're able to tie an event into the real thing like you said so they, they know that they have this past success, right? We've, we told them like two years ago, and by we, I mean the community told them two years ago, like, this event is amazing. So we need to see it expanded, in my opinion. And what I mean by that is like, right now, it's for the heart rich, like you've said. Yep. Why can't it be for every player? This should be the very first event that's released for the year. Um, NHL now comes out in October, the beginning of the actual NHL season, right? So I think whenever a player starts... Um, you open up hut I think you should have a choice pack of some obviously not superstars but maybe some some players on your favorite team some fantasy cards that you can pick and you could follow that team along throughout the year right so like what I mean in that example I would have picked like Kasperi Kapanen like I I like Kasperi Kapanen what if he started as like a 79 or something you know he's not he's probably not going to get 20 goals he might get 12 or something but it makes it exciting to follow along and ea the only thing they lose out is giving a player maybe a guaranteed like 90 or 91 overall card for the year um but it's just going to keep up with whatever the average overalls are
1: i Um, i think i agree this event it needs to happen at the beginning of the year now i'm not sure why it didn't happen in this one but i think that it should happen in the first two weeks of the year like to like ea play and all the way through i think that it, well, I, I, the the one thing is that the new regular season just starts earlier, like or it starts before the reg, like before the game comes out, which is an issue, because if someone scores four goals in a game, like then it's GG, like that's all anyone's gonna pick. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think everyone should be able to choose one. I think every team, maybe it's a rookie or a player that's obscure. Right, but nonetheless, yeah, third it, third line and below, maybe, yep, yeah, exactly. like I think like it, Jonathan Dolan would have been a great example for the sharks. I would yeah. have loved that, and I think that you're right, like i'll I'll say this because there's another event that I don't know if it's still going to happen, but I'm pretty sure Nicholas, when he became a content developer, is the one of the is the one that brought this event in, but it, the one where like the the guys in the hardest shot competition, if the whoever won it, you guessed right on the all star card, his all star card stats shot up to ninety nine overall slap shot, and that's in January, which is huge, and like that was the I haven't watched a an all-star game in probably two decades yeah and because I was you're not 12 glued. years old <laughs> yeah i <laughs> yeah. was sitting there glued. well wasn't it john
0: carlson that ended up with like a 99 something yep. right 99 yeah.
1: slap shot from the like you know what i mean like that's just so huge from from a defensive standpoint so like that that the the events that tie in the real thing 100 percent the best and you know like i i think you're right i i don't know if maybe there isn't even a master set of the event but like you get to choose you know, a card from your favorite team, mm-hmm. or one there's one for every team. Now everyone would min max it and choose the same one eventually, probably. But I guarantee you, a lot of you would just pick their favorite team.
0: Yeah, you know? I I think it's just that like ecosystem or like that bubble that we're in where it's like picking the best thing. But I, I feel like a lot of people to play hot, you know, go with their favorite players.
1: I agree, and it, you, they do a good job of making it pretty balanced. Like I said, the, a lot of the card fantasy cards. When I go through and I'm like, okay, this is the projection I have when I look at his stats. Like, here's the realistic amount of goals that he'll probably score. EA's done their homework. You can kind of see that they'll just get to 99, right, without like them blowing up or getting hurt. So, yeah,
0: I definitely. They probably did as much homework as you did. Don't give them too much credit. I mean, probably, I guess, maybe,
1: (laughs) but yeah, it should be the first event. I think Saad said it on Twitter too. It needs. It should definitely be the first event of the year, and it should be accessible to everyone. Like the. The prospect pack is kind of rough because Cider and and uh, Lucas Raymond who are blowing it up for the Red Wings, and two of the most exciting players to watch this year, especially for Red Wings fans. You can only get them by doing that 50 k prospect pack.
0: And it's just like... Yeah, that was it, rough. It, How many people tweeted at you? I bought 10 of these, or I made 10 oh, of the cents or whatever, and I've gotten 20, you know, the Romanov guy, right? Thrashed <laughs> at 11. Yeah.
1: 11. That's 500 k in value to get his Cider, which is... Ugh. like that's just tough, man. I did I did the pack just for content. I got uh, Jake Bean on one of them in the second week, which is all right. Whatever. He will never make my team, and then Romanov definitely won't make my team. So it is what it is. But yeah, they they just need to make more accessible. Like ugh. this event is very difficult because you have to you can't have them cost nothing because or cost what their overall rep- represents right now. But because you you pay the full master set value. You're not getting it for like months. And that's very tough for the majority of the community because you're just not going to be able to spend 400,000 coins and then not have that player in your lineup. Like, it just, yep. it's awful, right? So, but I agree with you. I think that every team should have one. 100% my favorite event, the best event in the year, in my opinion. And uh, it's been fun so far. I think watching, dude, the tw- my Twitter
0: explodes
1: when shame plays. Like, it's been three games, and tw- I'll literally get 47 notifications immediately, which is hilarious to me.
0: And, and it's funny, because I'm not saying it's, like, low effort by EA, because I don't think it is. I think it's a great event, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something that's in-depth, as I believe, like, MLB has. Um, I could be wrong, just because I don't play MLB, right? No, MLB like MLB
1: is a live series. Like, their
0: whole, their whole yeah, roster goes up and down, right? And it that's is, a whole right? Thing. This is literally just a plus one if they score. There's not a lot of depth to it, but it, nope. it's the excitement that happens in the community whenever... Matt Duchesne scores or like Morgan Riley. Like people tweeted at me whenever Morgan Riley scored because they know I have a billion of them. Oh yeah. So yeah, they need to keep investing in this event, you know, time wise, uh, grow it for next year, plan how they're going to grow it next year. Put some, you know, more effort into it. Um, great event. Good job. EA.
1: I agree. Big plus for that one.
0: All right, let's fight about gameplay. This is what I'm excited about. All right. All right. Sleeves. Why am I right? Fellas,
1: Kezzo has lost his mind and thinks the game is in a great spot. All right. So I automatically (laughs) win. All right. So the patch came out and everyone lost their minds and the game is completely different. It's NHL 21 again. That's let's just start there. Let's address that. Okay. All right. You go first or me? Yeah, no, I'll go first. That is not accurate because passes still are intercepted. Okay. It it just is. The passes are intercepted. I think I, so I tweeted out, I want to see clips of Force, force cross is getting through where you are looking at the puck. And it's funny because I know if I didn't make that statement, the amount of people that would send me a clip of their guy controlling a guy with their back completely to the play and be like, ah, I was in position here. But no, technically your guy was in position, but you're not looking at the puck. So why would your guy make a motion if he can't see it? So I got some clips of like some pretty egregious ones. And the reason why it's important to bring up is because the game was marketed to have an interception model turned back on it was turned off in 21 which is why you would literally never intercept the pass in 21 in 22 the interception model was turned on so that players your cpu or if you're man of the controlling would make an automatic motion whether it be close their skates move their stick uh, anything like that to intercept the pass if they're in the passing lane and they're looking at the pass it appears Reddit went on a full meltdown, and a part of me thinks that it's like whoever speaks the loudest and has a negative opinion, everyone will just jump on board of it. I need to say, I am still the worst I've ever been at this game, and it's frustrating. And a part of me wants to be like, it's the game's fault, but I'm much more self aware than that, and I refuse to do that. I'm just not adjusting to the game, and I did not realize how much I relied on the automatic passing of the last decade or how much I must have forced the puck through or the fact that i must have relied on those goal line goals and slap shots that were kind of cheesy because yeah i'm just not doing it the game is so sim based it's it, it mimics the real thing more than any other game that we've had in nhl and it makes it tough because people i think either don't watch enough hockey to realize how lucky and how random a lot of the goals are but when you're playing a video game you're in control which makes it really tough when something stupid happens and now I think that while well, I don't think that everything just goes through and that it's everything forces, they do happen. But uh, the game just feels really clunky. Like it just feels really not smooth, and that's where I'm at. So I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I feel like something changed with the patch. Obviously it did because the patch literally changed gameplay, certain aspects of it. I don't think it ruined it, but I think it made it worse. So I will now let you have the floor.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Where to even begin? Because it's been really interesting. Um, so first, I mean, the first thing you mentioned was that people were saying it was NHL 21. I, I, how, do you even, how do you even say that with like a straight face? Uh, if you can go back, you can play NHL 21. Um, pass interceptions are probably up 80% compared to NHL 21. Um, people were saying forces were back. It's been really weird. Uh, You mentioned like you know whoever speaks the loudest, right? It's like this hive mind mentality. Mm -hmm. Every single game I've played online since the patch, everybody plays the exact same way. Everybody, everybody forces a cross crease or a one timer in the slot. It's either that or the wraparound attempt. Um, And I didn't see that the first couple weeks of the game. I saw a lot of point shots. People have stopped taking those whatsoever. Um, and it's, everybody plays the exact same way. So I think whenever you see a lot of these clips, people are like tweeting at you sleeves where it's like, forces are back. Look at that. Look what just happened. That is one attempt out of the 15 to 20 in that game that got through. That's how I think it is. Right. Um, obviously those things are bound to happen. Um, it's not perfect. I, I don't think the game is perfect by any means. I, I think, you know, there's some clunkiness to it. There's some ugliness to it. That's hockey. Um, but I, I think the interceptions are in a good state, um, especially compared to NHL 21. Um, another thing that I find really strange about it all is that, uh, you know, some of these people complaining, I guess, are people that have played the game for years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're people that maybe are in our age range that would have considered themselves like, hey, I was like a top 100 player in NHL 13 or 14. If you guys have played NHL for years, there is no way you played those old games and were good at them if you're complaining about the state of it now. Those old games, you had to do everything completely manually, right? Mm-hmm. There were glitches in the game where you could score from most areas of the ice. Every pass went through. So if you're if you, if you're complaining that passes are going through now, I don't know how you could have played those games in, in years past. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, right? So like... I'm going to use my Hut Champs, you know, run this weekend. Um,
1: I watched that game against nipping. by the way.
0: Hey, well, we have to get into that soon, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I played 20 games. Um, overall, goal scoring is down in this game. Especially it is if you so have, down. It's very down, right? Especially if you have two good players playing. Uh-huh. Um, I think I averaged about three and a half goals a game, and I had about one to 1.2 goals against a game. Um, very defensive game. I can count on one hand how many cross-crease attempts I allowed, uh, cross-crease goals or forces, you know, the one-timer goals, and all of those were something that I did wrong. I'm not saying that every single goal that happens in this game uh, is your fault. Um, Obviously, there's some random error things that happen. I've seen them in some clips that people sent to you. But more times than not, if a cross-crease is scored on you, it's your fault. I see people... You guys might not realize this, but you can hold in the X button on PlayStation or A on Xbox to tie up somebody's stick. I don't see anybody doing that. Do you still get a I penalty
1: if you do it and they don't uh, pass the buck?
0: I, I haven't gotten one this year.
1: Like you're doing it like egregiously. They're in the corner. I'm not doing it.
0: I'm not doing it egregiously. I'm doing it. if I, It's like a last ditch effort if I want to you know, stop a cross crease. Okay. You, you can LB too, right? People don't, don't use that pass block option i guess yeah. it's a shot block pass block people people don't use the buttons in the game um and I, I get your point where you're saying like the game was advertised with like this new interception model but it, it's in there like i, I try to pass in the, in the neutral zone and i turn the puck over a lot like or and even in the offensive zone i turn the puck over a lot it's not perfect but it's still an improvement compared to what that interception model was last year
1: i'm I'm concerned, Here, here's my issue, is that for whatever reason, I, I would love to hear the amount of people that you know ag- have this same instance. A, you, you just cannot score. I must average maybe three goals a game this year, which is a joke. Um, and I allow, off the rush specifically, so many passes to get through, which I just really cannot understand because I feel like I'm there. But when I'm in the offensive zone, nothing gets through. And it's just, I don't know what I'm doing that they're not, or vice versa. But I also find that it, the the current gameplay rewards not switching your defenseman at all. Well, like, yeah,
0: you should you should mention how I play, right? Yeah, so I
1: watch, <laughs> fellas, I watch Kesso play about four or five games, including the one against Nip and Biscuits. And for anyone that was watching Kesso, I mean, that's a pretty good argument for my favor about the game being just in a very weird state. But nonetheless, like, Kesso, you do not move. You do not change players. Very rarely when the puck is in your zone do you switch players. And give me your reasoning behind that. Because people will say that's skill zoning. It's not. If you play the position of the player you have selected, that is not skill zoning. So if you have a centerman and you're in the middle trying to cover the slot, that's really what a centerman can do in the real NHL. But if you're a left winger and you're playing in the slot, that is skill zoning. That is you taking a player that should not be there and you're just having them sit there and letting your defense try and do everything else. But... You are very, very selective with the people that you switch to. And for the most part, you don't change at all. So explain to me why you do that.
0: Yeah. So uh, it's funny because I was like super anti-skill zone, right? Like two years Mm -hmm. ago or something. Um, Defending the rush, I'm always one-on-one with somebody. The reason I'm – I do switch players, right? But I'm switching to my wingers or forwards in the zone. Um, And it's just because of how everybody's playing. I did the same thing towards the end of the last year. What were you going to say? Hang
1: on. When you defend the rush, how do you defend the rush?
0: I don't skate backwards. I skate shoulder to shoulder with somebody. I don't really go for hits. I just try to get incidental contact. Right.
1: Okay. Are you hitting R one or? Are you I, am literally... R1. I am hitting
0: R one. I am hitting R one sometimes. It, are you so you're trying to go stride for stride? Yes, and I use strong side defenseman. I go stride for I'm stride. I'm about to. I'm about to yeah. switch
1: back. I'm about to switch back. So what do you by strong side defenseman, guys? Is that right-handed defenseman on the right side and left hand on the left side? It did not seem to be advantageous at the start of this NHL 22 because getting shots from the point allowed you to tip everything on net, and obviously you can't really do that as effectively because you're not taking one timers from the point unless you know how to cycle and whatnot. But defensively, it is still seems to be a much bigger advantage to play your defenseman on the right side that they're supposed to be. But so yeah. I'll continue.
0: Yeah. So my whole point is like, why would I control a defenseman and skate into the corner um, and have you know lose the guy in the corner? when all anybody ever does is just wait in that corner for a cross crease or for a wraparound attempt. Yeah. Um, it's just a losing battle. It really is, especially if you play a good player. Like, no matter how good you are at defending in the game, um, even if you make a hit on somebody, if you do make a poke check, there's a decent chance that they're going to get the puck back. Like, I I don't think, you know, the, the loose pucks are in a great state in the game. Um, I'll agree with you there because I think that's one of the issues you have. So if everybody is playing behind the net, nobody's shooting from the point or high slot, why would I, you know, brush at you? It makes zero sense to me. Um, I, I think people need to start shooting more. Uh, it's frustrating from my point because, you know, I'm forced to skill zone and just wait there. It's boring for me.
1: Is that what you're... So in the defensive zone, your main goal, or are you just waiting people out?
0: I'm just waiting people out. They can make a move. You know, I did the same thing in GWC last year, right? Like, um, I played Kush Nasty. He is like the... He's one of the best players in the world at cycling behind the net. Yeah. I lost the first game because I was chasing him. I'm like, if he if he's not going to do anything else, why why would I, you know, chase him there? You know, yeah. he can shoot from the point. He could shoot from the slot. Like, you, know, just you like, have options.
1: It's so. How do you score?
0: How do I score? I cycle relentlessly, sleeves. I mm-hmm. cycle relentlessly. You've seen it. I um. So at the end of hut champs, you can look at like uh, the round stats, like the leaderboards, and you can see like you know pass attempts per game and stuff. Um, So I think I averaged like 120 pass attempts per game, and I had like a super high pass percentage. I use behind the net, um, and I I, just—I think I end up with like 11 minutes of time on attack a game. Mm -hmm. I I try to control the puck the whole game. Um, I'm actually—I'm putting out—not to, you know, self-promote here, but I guess this is a podcast. I am putting out a video on uh, my behind the net strategies and the plays I do on my YouTube channel over the next couple days that should so, help a lot of people out. Yeah, it's it's relentless cycling. That's what it is. And I go to the Squad point battles. a lot. Yeah, I go all around the zone.
1: No, I you have showed me and it has helped me quite a bit. I agree. It's just yeah, I don't think there's any time and space in this game. It's very difficult to go one-on-one. I felt like while holding down X helps, I find you still get bumped off quite a bit or because the stick is now there's now stick in physics where the stick is a, is a separate layer that like opposing people's sticks will just run into yours and you lose the puck
0: and it just seems
1: like it's a mess. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just I it's not as exciting. I'll say that. It's Yeah,
0: it's a defensive game I don't think it's ever like is. I would prefer an game. One goal games. Game. Everyone's yeah.
1: having a one goal game. Which I guess is exci- makes it exciting, but like I can't tell you how many times I have about six or seven minutes more TOA and I lose by one
0: is and the toa like so i run into the same issue right like yeah, the toa the, the trap. It's, are you even getting like good chances because i know sometimes whenever i do that I like can't, i'm not I getting can't get anything
1: in the middle right like it, yeah. that's the thing everyone's just kind of sitting in the middle and i'm just not getting anything through so like i said i have not adjusted well i can show people how to score and be better by, but myself i just simply cannot but yet anyways but nonetheless we'll, we'll see how it continues on i just i i don't know if like people just want to not like the game because the people that complain the most are still going to put in 2,000 hours into the game
0: and that's what i see it's uh, the people that i see complaining on twitter are the people that play the most
1: i'll tell you this though man i play this game for a living i'm not enjoying it i played a lot of other games on stream recently (laughs) (laughs) so i mean like i you know you gotta practice what you preach i guess but yeah yeah, i I mean we discussed for the last like three episodes about hut being empty but gameplay just feels if you're gonna stress about what's happening in game so much the reward just needs to be there and there just isn't a reward like that right now so i think that's where like the tough part lies but also uh, this
0: isn't for you but like you know it's your job but like if you're not enjoying it the game like just the regular person and you're just miserable every time play something else grand theft auto remastered is out have a blast kill some people you know
1: it's fun it is yeah. fun, so I, I will agree, man. You should, Battlefield, I've been loving Battlefield. But okay, that's like a whole other thing. Let's uh let's take some questions, my man. You, all right. you pulled up?
0: Yes I do. Alright, okay. so are you ready?
1: You lay it on me, dude. Oh you want to do the uh, the all time sharks thing first? My man, oh yeah,
0: so somebody had been asking about your all time sharks starting lineup. So I'm assuming three forwards, two defensemen and a goalie.
1: Alright, it's very difficult, but I will say uh Chichu, Thornton and Marlowe as my forwards and then Boyle and Burns as the defense pair and then a Bokov and net, but some more obscure ones like Douglas Murray was one of my favorites. Uh, Niels Ekman was one of my favorites early on. Same with Tom Pricing. But yeah, this the three up front with Chi Chi Thornton Marlowe were pretty good. Pavelsky I enjoyed. Like, he's like one of my favorite players as well. It's just I don't know, his he was his the goals that he scored were very they they were never like shocking. You know, he always just Good. tips pucks on net, which you don't realize how much you appreciate when that's not there. But, yeah, he just doesn't crack it. Chichu, the way Chichu scored was just violent. And then Thor tomorrow, obviously, Hall of Famers. And then Boyle and Burns are same kind of thing offensively. They're just so much fun. And Nabokov, he was the goaltender that I watched for like a decade. So that one's uh, that one's pretty easy. But let's get into some that we had about uh, from, from the post today.
0: All right. So your thoughts about what could be the next event in Hut
1: who said this? Who said it?
0: So, there were a couple of those. Uh, the one I'm looking at is Simon okay. Redchowski. Sorry okay. if I messed up the name. So, okay. what do you think could be the next event in HUT?
1: Okay. Well, it will not be the Winter National one. I can tell you that because that's a three week event. Usually, it ends January 1st. Uh, usually, there's an international event that does every winter. Usually, it's called Winter National now. I don't know if it'll stay the same, but it won't be that. I have no idea. So, the guys, the content team changed. So, no longer... Nicholas is no longer doing it. You could be a little bit predictive because he had done it for three years. So, you could kind of tell where he was going to go. But I have no idea, man. The superstar origins thing, I didn't really understand. Rivals made sense because it was a Halloween thing. And then fantasy is pretty obvious. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of early on events. Like, Dynamic Duo was a thing. But they already did it with Rivals, kind of.
0: I um, want to see Heavy Hitters 5 or whatever I don't number think, they're... Yeah, I don't, I'm just kidding. I don't think
1: they'll... Do, I'm trying to think of, like... <laughs> uh, there was, like, a draft one, like, 2030. which I didn't really understand the name of it. but like. I could see a draft one, but I don't know, man. Like, I, it'll be different. Like, this year, because the content team switched over, I have no guesses, man. I have no guesses on it. Do you have one?
0: I have no idea. Yeah, I just roll what the punches it, here.
1: It'll be a normal, I will say this, guys, it'll be a normal two-week event that will be a lot like Superstar Origins. I'll say that. It won't be like the one week like Halloween, and it won't be like the fantasy hockey event where no one, not a lot of people can take part in. It'll be a normal run of the mill, six masters, collect these amount of cards, get a 92 overall card.
0: Yeah. I agree with you there. He mm-hmm. had one more. He had a he had a three parter, but we answered uh, the third part of his question early on with the okay. defensive handedness. Okay. But he said, "New feature: Customize your arena for NHL 23. Yay or nay?" I mean, do I they say, get... oh, go what ahead. were you say? Oh, I was uh, about to say, I say, yay! Um, oh,
1: for sure, I would love that. Yeah, bro.
0: I would like it. It's already in the game in EASHL. Um, yeah. It's just something that should have been in the game. I want to say ten years ago yeah. um, in Ultimate Team if this Remember is you something could
1: choose your barn it was like you could choose like a junior rank or no, no, no. Yeah, like, yeah yeah so was...
0: it this is something to where if it takes them um development time from another upgrade in hut i don't want to see it because at the end of the Same. day it doesn't impact how i enjoy the mode yep. but if it's something that they could drop and paste into hut sure
1: cynical me also says that we can't even get replays anymore so i don't see them ever being able to customize an arena Staying on the cynical side here.
0: Yes. Staying yeah. on the cynical side, right? Yeah. Um, last episode. This is from Voogie's Aces. He okay. says, "Last episode, we mentioned numerous things that we can that can be done to improve the list of things to do in Hut. Why do you think nothing has changed for a long time? I assume <sighs> as game changers, you have the opportunity to present suggestions over the years."
1: Uh, okay. Well, I've been a game changer much longer, so I guess I could yeah. talk to like. <sighs> so. In prior years, we had a lot less time. It was like we would get the alpha build, and then it was kind of too late for them f- for us to give us our opinions. And, like, we could change small things, like, you know, like cut Champ's prizing, for example, or, or things like that. We could have an impact on them changing that. But if it was, like, a new mode or something like that, it was already too late by the time because we were getting the alpha. Now it's much different. They, they do reach out to us much earlier. We talk about the future games, you know, well into a year in advance. Why don't they? Uh, do what we say. well, um, one the bottom line so they get a they have a list of things that they want to do and then their list is definitely tied into like the business side of things that you don't see and that makes sense they're a company like their their job is to make money. So like if improving gameplay is on there but you want custom arenas like what do you think they're gonna prioritize right so it's just a priority thing now i think that we have made enough i will say this i think we have made enough noise that we will see fundamental changes in how week to week you play hockey ultimate team next year do you agree
0: i i agree with that i, I with don't that. see
1: a way we have made enough noise whether it be on reddit game changer chat has been pretty volatile
0: could you uh, i know could you imagine if uh people actually knew that um we spoke our mind and we weren't just yes men. <laughs> oh
1: God, yeah, guys. Like you again. We can't. You guys don't really see it. You just assume that because you know EA gives us the game, and you think that they give us free packs and they don't give us anything. Um, that we just agree with them. Man, it gets heated. And there has been like like a, a lot of concentrated effort about Hockey Ultimate Team just being in an awful state. And uh, I would be stunned if going into next year, it's rival squad battles, hut rush champs, and that's it. And there's no other way to achieve rewards or anything like that. I'm sure those modes will all be in the game, but I think it'll be other stuff. Jordan Kyber also just scored while we were recording this, so now he is an 85. Ooh. He is becoming a must-make in very, very <laughs> close, so
0: yeah i just just to add a couple things to that um so a few years ago um one of the former lead madden developers um i I don't know if he was like in ben ross's position for lead like gameplay um but he was like the head madden guy right so he was Mm -hmm. he was fired or he left i forget the exact thing but he had gone on a professional madden players podcast and he kind of did like a tell-all thing and it was very very interesting because just to summarize it right like the the issues they face um he said that no matter what um they could never take a year where they just like focus on like gameplay or actually like fixing the game right ea the suits i always refer you know the suits i sound like dave portnoy over here (laughs) the suits um ea ea nhl they have to have a back-of-the-box advertisement every single year right what i mean by that is I, I, these are all assumptions on my part. I can give part. you examples of them if you X want. X factors, them. right? So, like, I'm assuming I like X factors. One, I am under one. the, what's that? Ones, right? Like, ones, ones
1: Hut Rush. Like, those hot are what rush. we're talking about. The, the things the, they go yeah. to a board meeting, they're like, hey, this is the new mode or new thing that we're marketing.
0: And, and Ben Ross or Nicholas or whoever else is sitting in the office for EA NHL, they might not, and they probably do not want to add these things into the game because mm-hmm. they, believe it or not, the people that make the NHL game, they like the game, they care about the game. Mm-hmm. Like this has been their life goal to like maybe not all of them, but it's like they're working on like the, maybe their favorite video game growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So they love the game. They might share the same exact ideas that we have, but they're being told by, you know, Mr. Corner Office exec with five yachts from EA, like, I don't care what you say, like we need something to advertise this game, right? So you That's get once this ones. year
1: this year is pretty surprising. Because if you actually think about it, this year was very just like a a bucket list of cleanup stuff that the community wanted, like whether with it was roster X sharing factors. and X factors, and you know what I mean, like.
0: So yeah. I think I think we're really lucky because um, I, I, I'm assuming X factors was one of those things, but I think EA did a really good job um, with I the so addition of those. Like, uh, I don't know how many people played Madden, but the first year, I want to say first two years, X factors were introduced. Uh, they were terrible they were awful so the fact that ea nhl was able to implement them and what i what i see as a good way um was pretty awesome and that's pretty much it right like they they have to they're told to do certain things they can't fix all of these things um so if they want to be put like, any Here's of the, the yeah. thing
1: if this takes five guys and now these five guys are now occupied and they can't fix another thing that's how it goes right
0: like exactly
1: in a perfect world which is what's frustrating to me because of all the things that we want to add into the game uh it's they're already in the game they're just not tied in like for example versus leaderboard there's a versus leaderboard there isn't one in rivals uh you know a program style xp path that's in Hut rush it's not in the hockey ultimate team like that's why it's frustrating because those things are in the game but they just don't get them all together which i'm assuming would take quite
0: a bit of work yep i think that kind of answered the question there no for sure it's it,
1: yeah. it's it's a business like that's really what it comes down to
0: yeah yeah you're real realistically you know how you enjoy the game it doesn't matter they're making a lot of money mm-hmm. they, they you know the, Not the suits EANHL, don't
1: care but like the the
0: Ex- yeah thank e- you sports
1: yeah like ea nhl is trying to make a game like it's their like their job they have bosses those are the ones that you're that you're angry at
0: Yeah, yeah, not Ben Ross, but you know, I mean, you can get mad at Ben, he's very stubborn (laughs) sometimes, but yeah, he is. Um, all right, on to the next question. So, JJ the hoser says, Uh, average to below average player here, but one thing I struggle with is player switching. Almost feels random to me. Any tips? I think the player indicator this year is too subtle, which may not help. What do you have for him, Sleeves?
1: I am a disaster switching players, and it's, I think, that's one of the reasons why I'm struggling so much. There is a fundamental flaw with switching players in NHL, and I'll give you the exact example. If you have, let's say, uh, you turn the puck over... not the blue line. Uh, you turn the puck over near the faceoff dot, you have a guy behind the net. Like, you're running behind the net, and you turn it over on the half boards, let's say. Okay? In that scenario, they are breaking back. You have two defenders, and you have a middle guy, like, chasing back. Right? Like, your centerman's coming back into the zone to try and help defend, but you have two defensemen that are the ones that are basically your main defense. There is no way to select the middle guy. So it almost looks like an X, okay? So you have two forwards up top that are way back in the play. You have two defensemen that are trying to defend the rush, and then you have one guy in the middle. I want to select the guy in the middle. You cannot.
0: Yeah, because if you use you your right stick, it. right, it'll yep. go down to the, the, you can the aim defenseman, it. right? For anyone that doesn't know, if you hold
1: down R2 and you, on your left stick, aim to the, where you, the player that you want to select and then release R2, it will go to that. But you can't get the guy in the middle and I agree, I find it very difficult. The one thing I will say to help with that if you watch my video on how to play defense or the way that I suggest players that you know aren't very good at playing defense, uh, what I recommend doing is if you play the one, two, two, or even the one, four, it doesn't really matter, and you switch to the player closest to the puck, you stop skating and trying to be stride for stride with them. Um, I find that to be kind of an effective, easy way to do it. You just immediately switch, you're switching a lot because it will, when you hit R2, switch to the player closest to the puck. So when you're defending and you hit R2. If you are switching a lot, then you can stop that. On the rush, I would not do it when you're in the zone, though.
0: Yeah, and I think um, I brought this up in the Game Changer chat, uh, but one of the things that I have the biggest issue with, and it's it, it cost me a game actually this weekend in Hot Champs, the manual player switching, whenever you, you know, you're holding R2 and then flicking the right stick yeah. um, for the player you want, whenever it makes the switch, it's also throwing a hit and I'm getting an interference penalty. And I've seen other people complaining about that. I'm not sure if you've had that issue as well.
1: I haven't noticed that to be honest okay with you. I'm a disaster by switching
0: though okay, yeah, so that's something I never had that issue in prior years, at least I think last year um, I didn't have that issue, right So something changed within the you know within the feature that's causing this because I'm doing the same exact thing I did, but yeah. I think we, uh, did we answer that question or did yeah, we just complain so. about the the feature itself? It's <laughs> not,
1: it is not a very good one. I'll say yeah. that. It, it's, it's not perfect. Yeah. Like even if you, yeah, like it's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, next question. Do you think Ryan O'Reilly's X-Factor could become one of the great centers of the game or will he never have enough speed?
1: He's not big enough to make up for the fact he doesn't have enough speed in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I agree there. Um, he's what, six foot or six foot one. Yeah. Um, he's slow. I don't think his shot is good either.
1: No, he, uh. the reason why everyone loves Ryan O'Reilly and Bergeron at the beginning of the year is because their face-off stat's so good. But like I said, it's not an important thing. The face For anyone that does not know, the face-off stat is an offline stat for the most part. You have a, There is an in-game mechanic, like rock, paper, scissors. That is how face-offs are dictated. The only time your face-off stat ever comes into play is if you both do the exact same thing. And now while that does seem like an advantage, if you are a very good player and understand how to do face-offs, you won't ever have to worry about it because you understand what's going on, the strategy of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I would not like if you like Ryan O'Reilly, I like Ryan O'Reilly. Like use him, you know, if you enjoy if you enjoy him as yeah. a player. I would not invest. Um, I wouldn't either. No. Um another question. Uh what do you think about replacing Hot Rush? I was thinking about replacing it with an online shootout mode and keeping the same point <laughs> systems. They could also start making Hut Rush exclusive cards. So, so the there's second- a few, yeah, there's a few uh, fact or facets, I guess, in, in that yeah. question. So, so if you want to start sleeves,
1: when, I don't. Were you a game changer when Hut Rush was announced?
0: Yes, I was. Okay. Um, I
1: remember the when it first became a thing. I was like, make a shootout mode in this because I think that that is something that in Hut is quick. Would be fun, and you also get to try out how a card feels one-on-one because there's no practice mode in Hockey Ultimate Team, which they need to put in. Um, but I 100% agree that I think a shootout mode should be in Hut Rush. I think that should be one of them. Instead of, like, three-on-three, three, first to score, and then three-on-three, three, first to five, or whatever like different variations they have, one of them should be a shootout. I agree with you 100%. And then I think you should get some awesome guaranteed shootout moment cards like Yuri Letnin or... Something like that, Forsberg. Yeah. The penalty shot would be like an example, but like that. Like imagine you won a hundred shootouts and you got Peter Forsberg.
0: Yes, yeah, Leafs. Uh, anybody listening? You guys obviously can't see. I'm I'm laughing right now just because I'm just remembering whenever we found out like what Hot Rush was. Right? I was thinking, I was, and I'm being completely honest. Who in the world wants this? That's what I was thinking yeah, whenever dude, Hot same. Rush was introduced. Same. And then as I played it, you know what? It is fun sometimes, right? It is, i still think fundamentally what are you gonna say
1: it is it is exactly what it is if you if you look at it the way that it's intended to be played not competitively and it's just to joke around If you don't have a lot of time it is great
0: yes but but my, my whole entire thing was whenever i saw this why did they invent this point system in hot rush with these things factored in that nobody really cares about like oh between the legs go and stuff this would have been perfect still as a fun mode with like threes you know more arcade play style shootouts etc and i think people would have enjoyed it just as much Mm -hmm. without the added effort of creating this point system that sometimes doesn't work (laughs)
1: well you gotta it was like throw passes back yeah it's like they reinvented the wheel to
0: like make this thing like i i still i think it's hilarious uh it's it is fun i guess but there's some things that they could do like i think
1: they should lean into it like a, I don't think they should ever make it competitive, but the reason why I think that they need to bump rewards up is because rewards are so bad everywhere else. Um, but let's pretend rewards are great everywhere else. I would love it where you go into a hut rush one week and it's literally just 99 body checking and everyone has truculence. Like, that, that would, be, would sick. be. Like, dude, and then the goal is to whoever get the most hits. Like, yeah. that, that would be a great way for hot rush to operate but it it won't it just <laughs> it that's won't, actually dude. you
0: know what that's really fun to me well, dude, right tru- there. whoever has the most hits
1: yeah like dude truculence so like we talked about this a little bit shock and awe on the austin matthews the x factor feels like an arcade thing like the shot looks so ridiculous and it is very good it just costs a lot but it's nuts and yeah. um but the other thing is truculence like you when you hit somebody with Ulf Samuelson, it's comical. Like it is so satisfying, and you don't really get a penalty for it, which is great.
0: Yep. So yep. hey, you know, right there, we have a few ideas there just to improve the mode. Maybe we'll see it. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, that would be fun though. I, I'd, I'd imagine junior pens would win every single uh, trequillence event. Dude, um, it's so. But
1: it would just be so funny. the puck would drop. And you guys would just fly at each other, trying to hit each other. Like it would just be.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's then one what week like dude one week it's like 99 skating <laughs> Just why, like eh, why why not why skating.
0: not 150 or something yeah. crazy you know yeah. it, with wheels yep. like there's there's a ton of things right yeah or you know you can only score backhand shots and everybody has backhand beauty uh
1: yeah i think they're like that lean into it more make it more I agree if, there. yeah like it should not be it should not be competitive at all make it stupid and that's the only way to do that is to force it to be dumb
0: yeah you know uh I was gonna do one more question here. Yeah, um, right this is from Brian Eagle oh eight seven seven seven. Do you expect the latest tuner to be fixed at some point, or will the game remain as it is now until next year?
1: Uh, okay. Well, first of all, patches that's a loaded take, question, huh? Yeah, patches take like a, th- a, th- a third, like thirty days, like from when they're good. They have to be like sent through like a process, not for like EA, but like Microsoft and Sony. Before it's like approved, so like it would at least be a month. Secondly, Ben, like Ben does not like doing stuff because a few people say it, you know, Mm -hmm. not like he just does not want to listen to the community, but there's a lot of times where he can, and even me and you explain away. Things that people are complaining about when you show us clips, like when you guys show us a clip of someone you not picking off a pass, even though you're in a lane and your ass is to the puck, like that is on you. You are not, you should not intercept that. And there is a lot of that. So I would be stunned. Well, to be honest, there's going to be a new patch no matter what because the fix that they had for the desyncing issues was they took away all of the new UI, like the graphics on the ice, and they took away the goal celebrations. They just That's why if you like if you play at the Sharks Arena when you score, it literally just zooms in on the shark head because it can't show the game because that's what causes the desync. So that's a Band-Aid, not a fix. So there will be a patch to fix that. But in terms of gameplay, man, probably not. Like, But I don't know. No, we get I,
0: I think this is the gameplay that you're playing right now is, is like intended and in it what for, it's going to be for the rest of the year. Um, yeah. There might be some... The only thing I could see changing is some increased, like, animation corrections or something with, like, the stick physics. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some minor things that they can – they're interested in fixing, right, because they'd like to continue to improve it for next year because this is something new. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, this is the gameplay, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. No, I
1: agree. I don't think, it, I don't think it's going anywhere else. Yeah. Which um, is, you know, that's yeah. tough, but whatever.
0: Hey, it is what it is, right? We didn't even get a patch last year, so.
1: We did not get one. So, we yeah. are at 100% improvement rate from that.
0: <laughs>
1: but, yeah. uh, all right, guys, that is going to do it for episode seven of Coffee and Shell. We hope you enjoyed it. And please keep downloading it. it, helps our numbers and pumps our own tires. So, I appreciate that. Make sure you follow my man Kesso on Twitter at Kesso Paguni. I'm at No Sleeves Gaming. And check us out on Twitch and YouTube. Check out Kesso, it's Kesso Paguni everywhere. And, uh, yeah, all right. Anything else you want to say, dude?
0: No man, that's it. I was, I'm still laughing at the hot rush thing. So, oh, I know, dude. <laughs> We're all good here. <laughs> all I right, have guys. Fun. We will see you next week. Have a good one.